Well, good morning. When we don't know how to talk about something, uh, we, we tend not to talk about something. It, it's human nature. It uh, certainly is uh, in the air in our families and in, in our culture and maybe even in the circles that you're traveling. But when we don't know how to talk about something, we tend not to. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, the, uh, uh, the governor's election was yesterday, and uh, uh, it's very different um, in times such as this. Uh, I, I can remember a time where it wasn't as awkward to talk about politics or um, elections, but certainly in the last couple of elections, it's become more contentious the fact that um, uh, politics has become so heated, uh, it's difficult to talk about um, it, so most times we, we just don't do it. I remember distinctly on the heels of um, the last presidential election, um, I walked into Thanksgiving dinner. This was the Trump-Obama election, and I remember walking into Thanksgiving a little late, as I traditionally am, and uh, the first thing out of uh, the mouth of the person who greeted me was, we're not going to talk about politics or religion today. I said, well, politics I'm okay with. I tend to talk about religion a lot, right? So, <laughs> pass the wine. <laughs> but, but that's almost like, it's almost the blanket these days, right? So we, we don't know how to talk about it, so we just don't. In fact, I think the reason why... Uh, the, the Trump-Obama election was so inflammatory is because issues came to the surface, whether it's around sexuality or gender or immigration or whatever, and we don't know how to have that conversation in families, so families don't talk about that. So what happened is it rose to the surface around emotion, and um, I, th I think what came to light were things that we, we didn't know how to talk about for years before. G give you another example. Um, when I look at my own life, certainly mine, not anybody here, but it's one thing for dads who are raising their sons, you know, to talk about hunting and fishing and football and sports. Most dads do a pretty good job of fathering their sons until they hit puberty. And then you have to have a conversation with your boys about, well, the becoming of a man, and you can fill in the blank with all those things. And most dads don't know how to talk about that with their sons, and so they don't. They weren't fathered through that season, and so they stop fathering their own sons through that season and that's usually the last times that fathers have that very important conversation with their sons. They don't know how to do it, so they just don't. Or, or moms, um, again, as someone who just listens, you know, I think a lot of times mothers do a really good job with their, their girls when they're younger, but when they too hit that season of being a teenager, and it's not just the coming of age, it's, it's all the things that go around uh, a woman becoming a woman and and all that is there, that most moms don't know how to have that conversation, so they don't. So when things are difficult to talk about, our experience tells us 
that most of us just don't have the conversation. And this is what will happen. Fear usually enters the conversation, and the pendulum will swing either in one of two directions. Either the topic will become inflated with an inordinate amount of fear, or the opposite will happen. We'll water down the topic because of fear, and we don't know how to talk about it. Let me say that again. The election, dads, moms, whatever. When you don't know how to talk about something, fear usually drives and either we get overly afraid of it and it gets distorted or we water it down because we don't know what to do. For example, the end of the world, the final judgment. That's what today's gospel is. Priests don't know how to talk about it. We don't know how to talk about it here. So what usually happens is priests preach on something else on the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. On the heels of the holidays, talking about the end of the world, it can almost be a downer. And so we don't know how to have this conversation, right? So we usually don't. And then what will happen is two things driven by fear will either become overly afraid of the end of the world or will water it down and regulate it to something else. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what that looks like. The final judgment. When I was a kid, my favorite part of the day was when my dad came home. My dad's my hero. And the end of the day, when, when Daddy came home, the whole family was together. And sometimes that meant we would throw the football, or sometimes that meant I would just sit in the same room as my dad, and I loved it. Unless I did something stupid. And then I didn't want my dad to come home, right? Because <laughs> Daddy coming home meant Daddy was going to find out, right? So here's the thing. My dad was just at work all day. And the only thing my dad wanted was to come home and be with his family. What determined whether if I was afraid or not was how I looked at whether I had done something wrong. So the final judgment, daddy's coming home. Now, if we're afraid of daddy coming home, it's because we've got stuff in our past. And what many of us are afraid of with the final judgment is we have this image of we're all going to stand before daddy and daddy's going to look at us and he's only going to look at all of our bad things. And because we don't know how to talk about judgment, what happens is we project onto God all of our fear and it gets inflated into this big thing. Tell me, what about this 
makes you afraid. This God. I'm not talking about the God who you might have conceived in your head. This God right here. What about this type of passion makes you afraid? All creation is longing for the end times. That's what the, the gospel's about. All creation can't wait for the world to end. All of creation is groaning for the day when daddy comes back and we're all brought before the Lord. But if we're afraid of our past, then we project all that fear onto the final judgment so we don't like to talk about it. Here's what I learned when I was a kid. Talk to me early, I'm your best friend. Talk to me too late, I can only be your judge. If I did something wrong, like I broke a window because I was playing baseball in the backyard, if I told my dad fast, he'd be like, okay, you broke the window. But if the first time my dad found out about it was when the baseball was in the room where the window was broken, well then, now he can only judge me, right? So the first thing I would say, if anybody's afraid of dying, or you're afraid of the world coming to an end, it's not because we're afraid of him. It's because we're afraid of us. And we're afraid of our past. And I just want to encourage you, like there's nothing to be afraid of. In fact, talk to him early. There's lots of space from now until whenever it happens where we can clear the past and we can have the conversation with the Lord that we should have had a long time ago. Amen? Now, two things will happen if you don't know how to have a conversation, right? It'll get really, really, really big. And in the end, daddy coming home shouldn't make you feel afraid. Or we water things down. So if we don't know how to talk about today, now, please be reverent with the following image, okay? So please. We take something sacred like God and we place him with other things. So now God, if we don't know how to talk about it, is on cue with vacation And whatever CNBC or Fox News says, or somebody's opinion. See, when we don't know how to talk about the important things in life, we just water it down. And please, the image. Well, the gospel, well, it just becomes something else to talk about. So then what happens is my opinion has equal weight as Jesus' opinion. Now here's what's going to happen with the final judgment. The gospel says it's all going to crum crumbling down. And whether you like it or not, or whether we're ready for it or not, in the end, the only person's opinion that matters on Judgment Day 
is his. So all of the emotionally charged, I have a right to feel this, and I have a right to my opinion, and you can't tell me that I'm wrong, that drives America's conversations. Guess what's going to happen on Judgment Day? He's going to clear his throat and said, I'm not interested in your opinion. There's one person who decides who gets to heaven. This one. Not anybody else. Now, we don't know how to have this conversation because it gets a little awkward, so what do we do? We water down his opinion because we don't want to offend anybody. And every, Let's all get along, and we're all going to get to heaven until we get to heaven. And we come face to face with, wow, there is a judgment. And so that can elicit fear. Especially next Thursday at Thanksgiving. We're on the holidays. And sometimes having an opinion about him can be unpopular. I just want to remind you of something that was written 2,000 years ago whenever you're at dinner next Thursday. You will be even handed over by your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and you may be hated for my name. I didn't write that. So in today's America, where because we don't know how to talk about the reality of the truth, we either are overly afraid or we just discard it with statements like, we're not going to talk about politics or religion. Because if you do, there may be consequences at work or there may be consequences in your family. And just know that if that happens, don't be afraid. See, I love my dad. And I love the Lord. And if given a choice to deny him or take some heat, usually what's going to make your decision and my decision is fear. And when we don't know how to talk about something, fear takes over, and either we make it really, really big, or we dismiss it. So I don't want you to be afraid. If you're afraid of your past, you don't have to be. If you're afraid of the Lord, you don't have to be. If you're afraid of standing before him one day, you don't have to be. And if you're afraid to talk to your family, you don't have to be. And if you're afraid to stand up for the gospel, you don't have to be. And if you're afraid of what might happen if you actually were not silent, you don't have to be. You see, you don't have to be afraid. 
In the end, all of it is about a person. And you don't have to be afraid of the person. And you don't have to be afraid of taking up for the person. At some point, at some point, we're all going to die. That's going to happen. And at some point, we're all going to stand face to face before a person. And so the question is, in the midst of everything, are you ready? If it happened today, or if it happens 100 years from now, are you ready? And as you ask yourself that question today, just remember, there's nothing to be afraid of. Amen?